0: Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Zing This, our Read This edition featuring Volume 2 of Copperhead. You got me, Zinger.
1: And I'm Ellie.
0: And we've got a special guest with us, the co-creator and artist of Copperhead, Scott Godleski. And I think I got the pronunciation right. (laughs) That is
1: correct. (laughs) Yay!
0: (laughs) Yes, awesome. Um, So we've got him joining us to discuss... um, Volume 2 of Copperhead, as well as just being an artist within the comic book industry, too. So, um, Ellie, I'm pretty sure you want to start out of the gates with this one.
1: Well, I kind of want to dive into Copperhead, of course. Um, Now, just so everybody knows out there listening, we're just discussing Volume 2. So, there have been a couple issues that have come out since the collected 6 to 10 in Volume 2, mm-hmm. um, but we're just talking about stuff from Volume 2, so we don't want to jump ahead for anybody that isn't quite there so, yet. So no
0: spoilers if, <laughs> if, if you're
2: I up I won't to let date. anything slip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I, I just wanted to start out by saying I just absolutely love your artwork, of course. Um, and one of the things that I, I love in the series is... Now, I know... Now, starting issue 11 you're just doing covers is that correct
2: right yeah so the next couple of volumes okay and the next couple of volumes are going to be four issues each okay so 11 through 18 as yeah will not be my interiors it'll be by the uh supremely talented drew moss
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome i just i just wanted to make sure i didn't want to tell people the wrong thing um, yeah, act, oh, yeah, Actually,
0: go I got a quick question on that. Since yeah. you are the co-creator, are you still doing anything with the story at through this time that you're not doing the artwork, or is that all of Jay now, right right now with the uh, story?
2: Whatever input Jay asks for, I'll give him.
0: Ah, okay, cool. I just I just want to know, since you, you guys are in this together, so I just didn't know how much input you had when you, since you've stepped away from doing the artwork for the time being.
2: Yeah, th- the story the the actual storyline has always been pretty much him and
0: you know uh
2: every now and then he'll ask what do you think of this or uh you know well, what about this that or what it's nice i mean as yeah as the other half of of you know the the creator duo it's nice to have uh have that input into um, guys, on uh, on my side of the credits, don't usually get to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I I just wanted to ask that real quick. So, um, Ellie, if you, you, I think you had some follow ups.
1: Oh yeah, um, but I was just saying one thing I love about the art is I don't even have to read the dialogue or the bubbles um, to really know the emotions and. The, the thoughts of some of these characters, you you draw them so well, and I just love that. So I wanted to thank you so much for that. Just their their emotions really come through the pages because of your art.
2: Oh well, thank you for saying that. Oh um, no, it, yeah, it, that's one of those uh, one of those first rules of of comic book art. When you talk to anybody, is you should be able to tell what's going on on the page without the word balloons. You know, before a writer gets in and there and messes everything up. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it, it's uh, it's one of the things I take probably the most pride in is um, character acting. It's not just drawing pinups and, you know, cover poses all the time. It, it, it's a story about people. You should be able to sympathize and empathize and... The best way to do that, I think, uh, at least through still images through body language.
1: right, yeah, and that's that's one thing that that reads really well with Copperhead is the people are so down to earth, and like you you really can relate to them. Um, you know when you when you read a lot of the comic book series with with the big guys um, that you know have all the superpowers and all that. Sometimes it is hard to get into it because it's, it's not relatable, but that's what I love about this is everybody has a story and they, they feel so grounded and, you know, some of their problems are problems that, you know, you or your next door neighbor could have. So that, that's what's really nice about it. And I just wanted to mention too that um, Ron Riley's color is amazing, but I'm sure it wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't for the art that he is coloring. So I just, the colors really set a good picture too.
2: Yeah, Ron's one of my heroes. Yeah, he, uh,
1: <laughs> he really
2: kills it on that book, and that's it's nice to have him there for the continuity between my arcs and with Drew coming in.
1: Right.
2: Uh, you know, I I've heard that stylistically he's not that big a departure. I mean, I'm sure he would see the say the same thing looking at our stuff that we're just completely different people, um, but. Yeah, ha- having uh having Ron to sort of tie those uh, those two uh things together is uh it's um you know, it's a benefit not a lot of books have.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Um and one other thing I wanted to say, I'm not sure what Zinger wants to say about the comic book, but um Copperhead issue 12 I I can't get out of my mind how much the doctor reminds me of Jim Gordon. I don't On know, the cover. Yeah, on the cover that you drew. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just every time I see it, it makes me think of Jim Gordon. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, maybe. I, I never <laughs> thought of that. It, the glasses and the mustache. Yeah,
1: it's just, I don't know, it's his demeanor and everything. Cigarette. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see. She pointed that out to me, and I was looking at it when she said it, and I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that. And I'm like, so maybe. Now you can't unsee it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those
2: things. So. <laughs>
0: So that's very really cool, but speaking of, I guess, um, kind of inspirations of characters, um, there's a lot of very, I guess, unique-looking characters in Copperhead, and very um, original designs. Where, where, If you don't mind us asking, where'd you come up with some of these ideas for, I mean, Bo, uh, and a lot of the other, like, aliens, and non-humans, and of course, the humans as well, in the, in the Copperhead universe?
2: Um, I, I've always liked drawing non-human characters, so I like monsters and, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, I, I don't know that it really comes from anywhere. I guess Star Wars would be the biggest influence. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, when I, when I'm drawing the characters, I, they're all sort of. They all have the same characteristics, like they're all bipedal and, you know, everybody's got arms and eyeballs and stuff. <laughs> I, I I guess, and the reason behind that is not not going crazy with the alien designs and, you know, putting tentacles on everything and, yeah. and blobs and weird sort of stuff is that in the back of my head, I keep, um, you know, I, I don't want to say wishing, but... Um maybe someday there'll be like a Copperhead TV show. So I want um you know, I want pe actors to be able to be inside of these things. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: right. yeah. well, that's well, that's some good thinking. I, I, I ahead. Guess
2: what, <laughs> when, part of the thing, I guess consciously while I do that sort of stuff is thinking like what would Jim Henson do? What oh. how would they make this in their workshop?
0: That's that's an interesting yeah, that is. comparison there to to the Muppets and I mean all Jim Henson stuff so um Ellie do you gotta
1: oh as far as Copperhead mm-hmm. um no I'm, I'm not gonna go too much into the story because I want to focus more on the art part of it so no problem <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so um something I've been kind of interested in in the realm of the the creative process I guess is what what are you really given as an artist to go off of to create the panels and everything like for for like for for copperhead as example or or any comic you've done what are what, what are you given to to kind of go go wild with like is there directions or are you just kind of given a free blank slate to draw whatever you feel would match the the script
2: uh well it's different on something like copperhead where uh, I'm the co-creator, and this is our thing. There's there's no editorial staff, or there's no company mandate for anything. Um, the industry standard for stuff is a full script, mm-hmm. so you get uh, you get you know whatever the book is, 20, 22 pages or whatever. Every page is broken down uh, by panel, so the writer is going through and describing action. And giving you dialogue for each panel, so you're told how many panels are on the page, who's speaking, and who's doing what. And we did the first issue of Copperhead that way. Jay gave me a full script, and we got it around the second issue. And he was uh, getting into his um, his TV work and said, "You know, I don't really have time for a full script. Would you mind a plot?" I said, "Sure. You know, I've never done <laughs> that. That sounds interesting. Let's let's do that." So we did that, and. I really enjoyed it and he seemed to like the results. So for the rest of the run, we just did uh just plot only. So he sends me a page breakdown, but he leaves all of the pacing, uh panel number placements, uh character action, uh all of that stuff is up to me. So I do the finished art. Um I, I sort of when I get his plot, I kind of, I don't write it out myself, but I, I, I go through and I sort of break down the beats of what I think this character needs to do here. Um, you know, how long this scene should take, how many panels is this going to need? And I just, I, I do it and I, I give it back to him. I don't even, I think I even do thumbnails, which are, uh, little, little drawings. Most (laughs) people like, uh, if you're working at one of the larger publishers or any publisher really they're gonna ask for thumbnails they nobody wants to be surprised on uh, any sort of project with a deadline nobody wants to redraw anything least of all me (laughs) so you just draw itty bitty pictures just stick figures or whatever you just scribble out this is what I'm thinking and they approve that but I, I don't even do that on this book I go right into the page I give Jay a finished page and then he goes in and he scripts it. He dialogues it. (laughs) And uh, that's how we've been doing it for uh, since issue one. And it's been great. Um, It's there's only been one other time I've gotten a plot only script, but it's my absolute favorite. It's absolutely my favorite thing.
0: Well, that, well, that's a really cool peek behind the curtain with that. Um, yeah,
1: that was interesting.
0: So I, I kind of, I, I guess if you can tell uh, uh, us and our listeners this, I guess another quick little peek behind the curtain is, like, what's the time scale for, for doing, like, one issue of a comic? Like, how, how long would that take you, and then how long does it normally take to actually make print to where I'm sitting in a comic book store picking it up and reading it? normally um
2: well it's different at different places so image requires at least three completed issues before they'll solicit the first one Mm -hmm. um how long it takes you to do those three issues is up to you because um image is is really only a publishing house they don't own any of the stuff they're not giving page rates for anything um they're just putting out your book, and you're getting paid on the back end. So you put in the work, and however long it takes you, it takes you. Hmm. But when it's done, they'll get it out there for you. Awesome. Um, but um, other places, like um, I can't, I can't speak for Marvel. I mean, at DC, um, you know, it, it's it, it's a giant, giant corporation. Yeah. And um, you know, they've got books to get out all the time i mean i guess right now they're double shipping on superman and um i don't know if it's the same on batman i think it's the same on a bunch of other books over there as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it could be you have three weeks to get line art on this and as you're turning it in it's getting colored and lettered so you know four weeks after you finish it it's on store shelves wow um it's it the time crunch can be pretty intense
0: it sounds um, like it I, I just... but yeah
2: yeah i guess to answer your question generally it's about 30 days for anybody to to get through an issue and it's uh that i i think publishers like to have maybe uh two or three months cushion between the completion of line art and it having to ship um, but, uh, I, I think the reality of that is probably that it's only a matter of weeks between, uh, me being done and it being on the shelves for you to buy. All
0: right. Awesome. Well, that, that was cool. That's something I've always kind of wondered about. And I guess I, I wanted to get it from the, the horse's mouth, I guess, you know, on, on someone who has experienced that firsthand. Uh, I guess we're going to kind of move now away from Copperhead and to some other stuff you've worked on in the, in the world of comics. Um, Ellie, I'm sure you've got some stuff to, to, to go on. You, you, you seem a little excited to, well, to get going on this.
1: <laughs> well, I was, um, I was interested in just seeing some more stuff that you've done in the past. And um, I, I'm not sure how far this got along or if any, but I saw some images of something that you created—monstros, dinosaur, man of Neptune—and it just <laughs> looks so freaking cool. <laughs> and I just, I just wanted to know a little bit more about, about it. Um, I, I think I read somewhere that you were, um, either it was you or your father was inspired by like the old like bee movies, science fictiony movies from the past, and that's kind of what was the inspiration. Um, so, I'm, if you want to elaborate on that, I'm not sure, but just curious. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, my dad was a fan of those kind of movies. Uh, um, you know, uh, The Thing from Outer Space and Creature from the Black Lagoon. and Oh, yeah.
1: Uh,
2: Them is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that stuff was always on. And I, I don't know. I I like drawn monsters, and uh, I I like those kind of movies. The movies usually really really suck, but the idea <laughs> of them is just so fun. Um, oh yeah. I, I, so I wanted to, I wanted to do something like that. I wanted to take that sort of uh, that aesthetic and that sensibility, and just tell a contemporary story with that sort of uh, that sort of, uh, um, backdrop. Um, so yeah, so Monstros, dinosaur man of Neptune, uh, was never anything really more than a couple sketches. I did one proper page mm-hmm. that I think I posted online somewhere and that's the farthest it's ever gotten. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's in me anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I would like to do something that's totally me at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, w- if it's going to be Monstros, I don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of Monstros's character design has been appropriated by Boo at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can um, see that. Yeah, I can so, see the comparison. <laughs> uh, yeah, I-, I-, I don't know if I have. Uh, I'm thinking that itch has been scratched. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, I, and it's a good, it's a good um, updated version of him. So, <laughs>
0: well, since yeah. we've been mentioning him, um, Scott, how would you pronounce Bo's proper name?
2: Uh, since since, uh, since I
0: got Jay to do this, I want to see.
2: Boo it, <laughs> Droxophinicus, I think, Woo! isn't it?
0: Yeah, that, that sounds about like what Jay said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I um, like
1: Boo much better. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. I've never had to spell it. I saw it in. <laughs> in print one time in the first issue when i got the script and i didn't even bother it out. <laughs> okay sorry I,
0: awesome. I just it just dawned on me that we asked him how to pronounce it so i guess I it would only be fair to ask you
2: <laughs> and i listened to that episode this afternoon so that's how i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay fair enough fair enough nice all right um there's there's some other projects that I know that you've worked on that I'm Ellie 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 did a lot of background research on you and I, <laughs> I was
1: interested
0: so um,
1: I've got my social
2: security number I, now
1: too Oh no I'm not <laughs> that good uh, The Mysterious Adventure Magazine Could you uh-huh. elaborate just a little bit on that?
2: Um, well, that was that was uh, my brainchild. I guess it must have been. 07 or 08 um I had met a friend online named Matt Bennett and we sort of had the same interest in sort of old um pulp stories and I, I wanted to do something in that vein like a, a cheap black and white action adventure magazine was yeah. was my sort of uh goal with that and um it was you know like uh You know, like an inexperienced schmuck, I went online and (laughs) I asked other artists to do free work for this magazine. Um, You know, but we ended up, uh, you know, having a lot of really talented guys want to contribute stuff. Like uh, Evan Shaner had a story in one of them and uh, Joe Delegata and Josh Covey and uh, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting other folks i apologize but um but yeah it was fun i think we only got four issues out and they were somewhere like 30 40 50 pages an issue something like that and um it it was a lot of fun to do It, it was when none of us had time to do any of this stuff so this was all just you know in the middle of the night after work
1: little weekends, hobby side project. Work. Yeah, it was all just
2: <laughs> hobby stuff. and
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, I remember it very fondly. It was a lot of fun, and I met a lot of nice people. And, uh, yeah, I I think some of those are still floating around. I had a friend of mine tell me that he was at Heroes Con, I think, last summer, and somebody brought an issue up for him to sign. Oh, nice.
1: That's uh, awesome. Yeah,
2: that's very strange. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, somebody enjoyed it, I See? guess. See?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, great. Thank you so much for that. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for asking it. about it. Oh, no problem.
0: I know that there's an announcement you made recently that I, I'm very excited about, um, or, or I, I guess a reveal of sorts that, that I'm very excited about, and I think you are as well. Um, over the summer, you're going to be actually doing a, a certain character. Would you mind um, discussing that with us a little bit?
2: Uh yeah, I so this July I will be drawing issues twenty six and twenty seven of Superman. <laughs> that um, is
1: exciting. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's super cool. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's not anything I thought would ever happen, and it's yeah, it's it's really neat. I mean it. it Going back to sort of the, the monstrous thing, my dad's favorite character was Superman. Oh. So it's it's, it's neat to be able to to uh, have my name on that book for however long it is they'll have me. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. That's such an honor.
0: Now, which um, – is, is it just the Super – I know that they have a few different titles for Superman. So if you could just let us know, which – is it just the Superman one or is it like it's the action? It's Superman proper. Okay, so Superman, Okay. Yeah, it's not action comics. Or Superman um, and Son, I think is one of them. Yeah, have. so
2: they have Super Sons with uh, Robin and and Superboy. And yeah, it's um just just Superman.
0: Alright, awesome. Awesome. I mean yeah. I, can can you tell us how that came about at all or any behind the scenes um, stuff sure. with that? Oh yeah. cool, cool. Well, yes. um,
2: yeah. Um in s- I think summer of Fifteen uh, Vertigo had gotten a hold of me and asked if I wanted to do a miniseries, and so we did that, and that led into another miniseries, the The Lost Boys book that we just wrapped up this spring. Uh, Tim Seeley was writing that, and that was also at Vertigo, and somewhere I want to say it's around issue three or something. I get an email from the Superman office saying, you know, we dig what you're doing. I'm a big fan of Copperhead. Do you think Ooh. you would want to do an issue of Superman? And I'm like, Superman, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to do that?
1: That's crazy. Um, yeah,
2: geez. So, yeah. So I guess he talked to my Vertigo editor and he came back. He's was like, yeah. Um, Jamie says you can do both books. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. So, but he gave me a really long—he gave me something like two months to do this. Uh, it's what they call an inventory issue. So it's a—it's a standalone story um, because they're shipping—they're double shipping. So yeah. I imagine it's something. You know in a deadline crunch or something unforeseen happens they can just plug it in wherever they want in the schedule um so i did that um maybe it sees print at some point maybe in an annual um anyway uh i finished lost boys and so then they asked me to do some more work and i do some more work and apparently everybody's happy with it And then they come back and say Yo, how about uh, a, a couple of real issues Just you hmm. So uh, yeah, that's how that happened And um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible Getting that that email from a Superman editor Was uh, probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me
0: that definitely sounds cool. It's like that that's definitely something that sounds really cool. And the yeah. um the author I know for the Superman comic that currently is Yeah, Pete Tomasi. Tomasi, thank you.
2: Yeah. Um I, and, and Pat Gleason, who is the regular artist on the book, is also the co writer. Ah, cool. So I, they're scripting together, yeah.
0: I remember um Pete Peter's stuff from when he did Green Lantern Core years yep. ago yep. when yep. D- he yeah. was the opposite to um jeff john's run on green lantern Yep. Yeah. and i remember yeah. getting a lot of that stuff because they had like the crossover stuff for like sinestro core and blackest night and i always really enjoyed that, that 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 stuff that he did so it's really cool and i know he's moved on to like batman and superman since then i mean that that's like years ago now technically all that stuff so yeah so stuff, stuff definitely moves fast, but yeah, I just wanted to to bring that up and talk about that real quick because I'm 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 a big fan of Superman, so I'll definitely be picking <laughs> up those issues. And it was really cool to um to hear that announcement. And I actually I think you announced it on Twitter, or I found out about it because this is something I was about to bring up next. Is um you have your own podcast too that that you do with uh yeah with uh, Ryan, Ryan Cody Cody. There we go. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's well, I mean, for an hour every week, I sit in front of a microphone and say stuff. Uh, Ryan <laughs> is <laughs> he, he he's the heart and soul of that thing. He does all of the heavy lifting. Um, yeah, i I just yeah, I just try not to sound stupid for an hour a week. And you know, 30 episodes in, I've done it maybe twice.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely enjoy listening to it, to be honest. Um, I, I definitely like listening to it. It's it's really cool to hear you guys discussing kind of some behind the scenes stuff of being artist. you know, um, you've done, you've done an episode about discussing, you know, how panel layouts and stuff are done, which I thought was really cool to hear you guys discuss that um i'm i'm now reading hellboy now thanks to you guys too oh wow so I, I i definitely i picked up the um you actually i tweeted at you guys the one issue that you guys actually discussed in the episode and then you said hey you should pick up the um the other the next one i picked up that one as well and i, I need to pick up those and start reading them again it's just I kind of get a little bit behind, but yeah, de- definitely I I love the the Hellboy movie. So when you guys were recommending comics, I just never knew where to start. So listening to the episode really got me moving on actually, you know, getting into and reading some of Hellboy. So so thanks for for giving me a, a outlet to to find out what to, where where to start with that. So thanks for oh for that. no,
2: I am happy that you found Mike Mignola's stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That guy
2: is uh, he's an industry treasure. Uh, he's. I think we did a a Mount Rushmore episode where we had to name our our four top influences, and he he's on mine. If I could put him on all four, I would put him on
0: all four. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Well, that well that was one of our things was going to be you know who who's a good inspiration for you or you know who do you look up to, and I guess you just answer that for us. And, <laughs> so um, another great. Ep- I'm, I'm sorry to talk about the the. It's called the illustrious gentleman, correct? The correct. Yes. Yes. The, the illustrious gentleman and. And um, I, I think I'm going to steal a little bit of promo for you real quick. Uh, you guys each week just discuss kind of whatever's on your mind. And you enjoy a beer while doing it. Mostly a craft beer, yes. per se. Uh,
2: whatever I can get my hands on
0: that morning. <laughs> yeah. But um, you guys had a very... Th- this, this is, I think, the one episode that locked me in. I think it was actually my first episode I listened to of, of it was the Alien versus Aliens. Ah, yes. Which I thought that was a very interesting discussion, and I side with aliens, to be honest. Oh, good man! I I, I do. <laughs> I I think that, that that series. I I don't mind the action. I mean, the the horror side of it, but I feel it does better as an action movie, to be honest. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. I don't want to relitigate that whole argument. I, I, I'm, that I'm 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 not. I'm, I'm not trying to throw kerosene on that fire,
0: but but I'm, I'm just, I was like, you know, I'm, I, I sided with you on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not saying if you like Alien more that you're dumb. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, is there, is there anything else you're working on that, that you'd like to tell our audience about or anything else you like to plug?
2: Um, well, uh, just those two issues of Superman this summer, um, I will be returning to Copperhead. Uh I think I sat down to draw my first pages of it last night. Oh. Um Yeah, so that's coming. Um And that's it. Yeah, just uh Superman, Copperhead, uh keep uh you know, keep buying those single issues. Mm-hmm. Drew's awesome. Story gets better. Um yeah, and uh and you plug the podcasts, you know. If you want to hear more of this for whatever <laughs> reason, you can listen to uh the illustrious gentleman. Find that at uh I think tigshow.com, dot com, I think is it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never listened to the show, so I I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, you can Google it and
0: Awesome. Um, and if people want to find out more about you, what's the best way to to to, to find out more about you or follow you in the world of the internet?
2: Um, well, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I am I'm Scotty God everywhere on the internet. So S <laughs> O S C O T T Y G O D. Uh, you'll find me at Twitter. Uh, I think I've got an Instagram, but I never use it. Uh, Tumblr, never use that either. <laughs> um, I'm on DeviantArt. I've got a gallery over there if you just want to go. We
0: we were Uh, checking that out before we recorded.
2: Yeah, I I thought that's where you had found all that stuff. (laughs) Um, And uh, I do have a website, but it doesn't work. So sorry about that, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Um, I have a question um, really quick, too. Do you, uh, being that it's getting ready to really hype up into the whole con season, do you do you usually appear at any cons if, if anybody wants to ever like maybe meet you, get some original artwork done, that sort of thing, is that something that you ever do?
2: Uh, I'm going to be at Phoenix Comic Con at the end of May. I okay. think it's Memorial Day weekend. Um I only do that one though cuz okay. I can just drive home after work. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have crippling anxiety, so the idea of Flying or driving out of town and having expenses and not (laughs) making my money back just freaks the hell out of me.
1: Yes, the con thing can be very expensive.
2: Yeah, um, so no, I I just do that one. Occasionally, Tucson, Comic-Con, when I can get down there in November. But uh, unless somebody wants to fly me out, you won't find me anywhere
1: else. (laughs) Okay, good to know. (laughs) Awesome. Um,
0: I I kind of forgot one other thing. This is something we kind of asked Jay, and you kind of hinted at earlier. Um, Out of the works you've done, what would you like to see possibly made into maybe a TV show or movie? And you kind of already hinted at, your answer to that being copperhead oh,
2: yeah i would love to see a copperhead tv show like I, uh um i don't know like hbo or showtime or something or
0: i can see um, it um
2: i can yeah, definitely even see maybe it. like fx i think would make a
1: yeah
2: a good show or any other network that wants to give us money <laughs>
1: Now, you're open, um, you're open. <laughs> now, would you like yeah. to
0: see that as a live action or or animated, possibly?
2: Uh, live action. Okay. I, I would like... It would be super cool to go to set and be able to uh, touch the, the, the costumes and stuff. And
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it'd be cool to do, like, a, a secret cameo in one of those get-ups.
0: <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Oh, and speaking of secret cameos, I'm sorry we're extending this a little bit, but... Um, as an artist, do you ever draw any of your friends, family, or yourself into any of your artwork you do for Copperhead or any other comic? Uh, or, or, think, is, or, is, or is that a secret? Well,
2: no, no. I, I, I'm sure I've done it. I think I've drawn Ron Riley, <laughs> the colorist, and, and, and Tom Maurer, the letterer. I think I've put them in a scene in volume
0: two. Oh, well, now we got uh, to try know, to
2: find I know. we got to look
1: through it now. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think they're the two guys at the bar and the restaurant.
0: Okay. All right. Well, That's cool. I, I just wanted to... Right. But
2: yeah, I've done that sort of
0: stuff. I just wanted to ask that. And just a little thing. I, I know Ellie was praising the artwork earlier. And this is something I point out to her that I thought was kind of interesting. On their police uniforms, how they have the lights on each side of them. The, the red <laughs> and the blue. I, I don't know why. It was just something when I saw it, it just...
1: It is cool. It, it, yeah. it was just
0: I was like that's really it's cool. Nice it it's it's, it's subtle, it's cool, but it's something that I can totally see being making it a little bit more futuristic, sci-fi to have the cops have the actual lights built into their uniform.
2: I thought it was so stupid. I <laughs> hey, you, you then it, 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 it it's go. my fault if I did it. <laughs> I'm I went, when we were drawing up the the character sheets and stuff, I, I colored them up to sort of give a color guide, and I put the lights on the shoulders, thinking this, look look how silly this would be, and then <laughs> and then it stayed. Oh well, hey you you you've got one
0: it, fan of it. It's you,
1: appreciated. You've yeah, got you definitely like got one it, everybody fan.
0: Everybody
2: mentions it. It's so weird. I think it's I think it's so it, ridiculous.
0: It, it's, it's, it's it's the subtle touches that, that they give it that that, that that I guess lifelike feel to it yeah well,
2: when you see it live action with it blinking blue and red on the showtime series there you there went...
0: you go yes yeah, see <laughs> that's that's where it pays off that's where it pays off <laughs> all right, Scott well, thank you again for being on um we we appreciate it so yes, much thank um you it, so it was a much. pleasure to talk to you and uh everyone definitely go out and pick up um the newest issues of Copperhead and make sure to pick up um, Superman issues number twenty six and twenty seven yes all right awesome um and once again thanks for being on uh we're gonna go to a quick break and we'll be back with more of
1: zing this hello
0: everyone welcome back that was a that was a very fun interview with scott
1: oh it was great
0: i really enjoyed a lot of the you know input he had got got a little bit of a look behind the scenes on some stuff and i'm really excited for those issues of superman oh yeah and of course for his return to copperhead and everything (laughs) would definitely be really cool but um so that wraps up our read this yeah pretty pretty well our first standalone read this for copperhead uh, we will shortly be having our announcement about what our next episode of Read This will be next month. And you can look forward to those at probably the last week of the month. Normally. Yeah, typically. Typically it will be the last week of the month. Uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. So some of the best ways to get a hold of us are, of course, on...
1: Uh, well, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.
0: You can also go onto iTunes Zingness, and give us a five star review we greatly appreciate those helps out the podcast a lot
1: yeah that's great and then um stitcher
0: mm-hmm and, and Google play as well
1: yep and you, then you can tweet at us at, at uh, on Twitter at zing this
0: and also you can tweet at us any recommendations you might have for mm-hmm. watch this or read this we, oh, we would or love to-
1: comments on the most recent episode
0: mm-hmm if, if you picked up the comic and read it, we'd definitely love to hear that. Um, you can also get on our Facebook page as well.
1: Zing this. Yeah. You can
0: also find us on Instagram.
1: At Zing This Podcast.
0: You can also find us on YouTube by searching Zing this. Mm-hmm. And you can find us playing some games every now and then on...
1: Uh, Twitch.tv slash Zing This.
0: And if you want to help contribute to the podcast, you can, of course, always go to Patreon.com
1: zing this
0: and finally if you'd like to email us as well you can go to
1: zingthis@gmail.com, at gmail.com
0: and we'll take recommendations on there too yeah. for, for zing this or i mean for read this or watch this <laughs> and finally as always dj golden boy
1: 89 play us out, out.